Hey guys, welcome back to Faith Fuels My Fire, the podcast. I'm your host, Lorena Camille. This episode is a Bible study on chapter 2 of the book of Acts. If you haven't checked out my previous Bible studies, I do have my Bible studies and the study guides included on my Facebook group. It's called Faith Fuels My Fire, just like the name of this podcast. And I'll have the link in the show notes of this episode, but you can also just go on Facebook and type in the search bar, Faith Fuels My Fire, and request to be added in the group. Once you're added in the group, you'll see a tab that says Guides. Click on that tab and you'll see all of my previous Bible studies and the study guides included. Alright, so before we get into this Bible study, I did want to say a quick prayer. So if you would, please just close your eyes and pray with me. Lord, I pray that you lift up every single person listening to this right now. I pray that you open up our eyes to see the truth of your words, that you open up our hearts to the love that you have for us and to love others and to serve others. And I pray that you open up our ears to hear the truth of your words. Lord, please give us knowledge and understanding to know exactly what it is that we're reading and how to implement it in our daily lives. And Holy Spirit, please guide us and show us truth and lead us through every aspect of our lives. I love you with my whole heart, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so without further ado, let's get into this Bible study. So I'm just going to start at verse 1 of chapter 2 of the book of Acts. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were staying in Jerusalem God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment, because each one heard them speaking in his own language. Utterly amazed, they asked, Are not all of these men who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in his own native language? Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Prygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in their own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, What does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, They have had too much wine. Alright, so I'm going to stop right there and discuss these verses with you guys here. So first, I just wanted to point out, if I said any of these names wrong of any of these places, I apologize. I'm sure I butchered at least a couple of them, but I tried my best. (laughs) So they were all together in one place on the day of Pentecost, and there was this violent wind that came from heaven, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting, and they saw these what seemed to be tongues of fire come and rest on them. I just want you to imagine the picture of this, of you being in that room, all sitting with these people on the day of Pentecost and hearing this violent wind of heaven and then seeing these tongues of fire come rest on the people. And they all began to speak in other tongues. Now, what it means by tongues here is languages. So they all spoke in their native language as the Holy Spirit enabled them. So the Holy Spirit came on these people and they started all speaking in their native language. And then in verses 5 through 13, when these God-fearing Jews heard this sound, 
a crowd came together and they were amazed because all of these people were speaking in their native language and they asked, are all these men not Galileans? So all these people that were together in this place, from what we see here, they were Galileans, but they all started speaking in their native language that God gave them, that the Holy Spirit gave them. These God-fearing Jews had never seen anything like this happen before, and some wondered what it meant, and then others thought that these people were just drunk and they had too much wine. And I'm going to continue reading at verse 14. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These men are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord, and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Men of Israel, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know. This man was handed over to you by God's set purpose and foreknowledge, and you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death, because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. David said about him, I saw the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body will also live in hope, because you will not abandon me to the grave, nor will you let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. Brothers, I can tell you confidently that the patriarch David died and was buried and his tomb is here to this day. But he was a prophet and knew that God had promised him an oath that he would place one of his descendants on his throne. Seeing what was ahead, he spoke of the resurrection of Christ, that he was not abandoned to the grave, nor did his body see decay. God has raised this Jesus to life, and we are all witnesses of the fact. Exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see and hear. For David did not ascend to heaven, and yet he said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words he warned them, and he pleaded with them, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. 
Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. Alright, so I'm just going to stop right there and discuss these verses with you guys here. All of these verses that I just read here are so powerful. So in verses 17 through 21, this scripture was Joel chapter 2 verses 28 through 32. And then what Peter says in verses 22 through 24, God the Father sent Jesus Christ to earth from heaven to forgive us of our sins. Jesus walked on the earth, lived a sinless life, performed miracles, taught and was crucified by wicked people that had hate in their heart and refused to believe in Jesus Christ. And then he rose three days later because nothing can overcome him. And he went back to heaven with the Father. And we saw all of these things in our Bible studies on the book of John, where Jesus walked on the earth, lived a sinless life. He performed these miraculous signs. We saw his arrest and his crucifixion, his resurrection. And Peter was telling these people what had happened. And in verses 25 through 28, the scripture hears from Psalm 16, verses 8 through 11. And then what Peter says in verses 29 through 33, David had died and was buried, but he was a prophet and he knew that God had promised an oath that one of his descendants would be on his throne and Jesus Christ was a descendant of David. So in those verses above, in that psalm from David, he spoke of the resurrection of Christ because he saw what was ahead and he knew that Jesus Christ wasn't abandoned to the grave and his body wouldn't see decay. And in verse 32, he tells them that they are witnesses that God has raised Jesus to life. Peter and the other apostles were there from John's baptism until Jesus had went back to heaven. They had been witnesses to all of it. They had been witnesses to him performing these miraculous signs and teachings and to his arrest and his crucifixion and his resurrection and to him going back to heaven. They had been there for all of it so they could testify about Jesus and know that their testimony is true. And we see from our Bible study on chapter 16 of the book of John where Jesus talks about the Holy Spirit and he says that the Holy Spirit's going to come and guide them all into truth. And the scripture here from verses 34 through 35 is Psalm 110 verse 1. David didn't ascend to heaven, but he knew that Jesus would be resurrected and ascend back to heaven. And then in verse 36, Peter plainly said that God made Jesus and they crucified Jesus. And Jesus was both the Lord and the Christ. And these people were so ashamed when they heard this and they didn't know what to do. Now in verse 38, when we ask Jesus to come into our hearts and forgive us of our sins and we are saved, then we have the Holy Spirit within us. And when we're baptized, that's a representation of being buried in Christ and risen in Christ. So Peter tells these people to ask for forgiveness and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and that they'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And I'm just going to go to the book of Matthew real quick in chapter 28 and read verses 18 through 20. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So Jesus told his disciples to go and make disciples of all nations and to baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and to teach them to obey everything he's commanded them. 
And that's what Peter's doing here. He's telling them that they have to ask for forgiveness and be baptized in the name of Jesus. And I just want to point out that Jesus died on the cross to forgive everyone of their sins. Anyone can be saved. It doesn't matter who they are. These people that were in the crowd whenever Christ was being crucified and they didn't believe in him or whatever the case may be, people that feel so lost and people that feel like they've done too much, there's no coming back for them. There's no saving them. Jesus Christ can save anyone. We just have to ask for forgiveness. We have to repent and ask him to come into our heart and then be baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And he forgives us of all of our sins. He made that ultimate sacrifice to forgive us of our sins. And there's nothing that we can do to make him not love us. And he'll always forgive us. And then in verse 41, the ones that accepted Peter's message got baptized. And about 3,000 were added to the number that day. 3,000 people got baptized and believed in Jesus because of Peter's message. That is so awesome, and that just goes to show one of the reasons why it's so important for us to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, because that's 3,000 people that now have the Holy Spirit and that now are saved and have eternal life in heaven with Jesus Christ and God the Father. And if we can spread the gospel and just have one person come to Christ and be saved, that's worth it. They'll have eternal life in heaven. Now I'm going to continue reading at verse 42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Selling their possessions and goods, they gave to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Alright, so that's all the verses of chapter 2 of the book of Acts, but I'm going to discuss these verses with you guys here. So in our Bible study on John chapter 15, Jesus commands his disciples to love each other and he shows how they should be in him as he is in God the Father. And that's what we see here in these verses that I just read in verses 42 through 47. And then we see in our Bible study in chapter 17 of the book of John, where Jesus prays for all believers to be one. He says in verses 22 through 23 of chapter 17 of the book of John, I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me. May they be brought to complete unity to let the world know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. And that's what we see here in these verses, that all the believers were together and had everything in common, and they sold all of their things and they gave to anyone that had need, and they continued to meet together every day. They broke bread in their homes and they ate together, and they praised God. And with doing the things that Jesus had commanded them to do and with praising God and worshiping him and coming together in complete unity, the Lord added to their number every day people that were being saved. So that's it for this Bible study on chapter two of the book of Acts. 
I hope that you were really able to soak in all of these verses and understand the power of these verses and the power of the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ and God the Father and that it's never too late for someone to be saved as long as they're still here on this earth. There's nothing that anyone can do to make them unworthy of being saved, but they just have to repent, ask for forgiveness, and ask Jesus Christ to come into their hearts and then be baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And us as disciples of Jesus Christ, as believers of Jesus Christ, we have to spread the gospel and let other people know about Jesus Christ so that they may be saved and baptized and go to heaven when it's their time to go. So next week, we're going to go into chapter 3 of the book of Acts. So make sure you stay tuned for that. And yeah, I love you guys so much. I see you guys next time. Bye, guys!